You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. Boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Stadium Miguel. It's your favorite Uncle Silk. And Dan. Same corner, same time. Uh, we think Nick is oversleeping. We're not sure. Uh, we'll see if he shows up here in a little bit, but we got a big show. How you feeling, Dan? I'm feeling good, man. I was in Melbourne, Florida uh, this weekend for uh, one of my good buddies' wedding. Had a great time there. Uh, great weather. I got some sun, but uh, ultimately, man, I will tell you, driving through Orlando is the dickens. Oh, for sure. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you're just lot, talking about adding an hour of, of your trip just by sitting in traffic. Were you on I-4? Yeah, I-4, but uh, I got to take the 417 around, like downtown and everything else. But the second yeah. you even smell the mouse, the traffic is at a, as a standstill. Yeah, it's uncivilized, man. But that's that's what comes with all the theme parks and, and the um, melting pot of different driving uh cultures from everywhere man it's a melting pot down here but uh you did you tear up the dance floor that's what the people want i did i did yeah there's some great video uh there's some great pictures that i'm sure will come out um in the next couple days couple weeks i'll be sure to share those with the other timeline i got in my bag um you know it was was a wedding it was a small wedding only about 70 people there a lot of friends and a lot of family pardon me uh not a ton of friends uh of the uh, bride and groom um and so we had to uh we had to draw people in. And as you know, my uh, my dance moves draw a lot of people in. So we had ourselves a time, sure. a little bit of uh, your traditional uh, music that you're going to hear at a wedding, your Rihanna's, your Bruno Mars and all that, a uh, little Whitney Houston, and then, you know, some EDM. So I got into my rave bag a little bit as well. Oh, nice. Open bar? Open bar. Yeah, but yes, open bar, but limited options. Uh, yeah. They only had gin, whiskey, Merlot, and Corona and Yingling. No limes for the Ooh. Corona. So just kind of an interesting, interesting little setup. Uh, not going to ever uh, down somebody for the choices that they make at a wedding, but uh, yeah, um, a little light. I'm not a big gin guy, but maybe they're gin people. Um, got to have tequila at a wedding. I don't got know to. why, but you got to have tequila at a wedding. But shout out to that. Shout out to the, the, new, the newlyweds. Um, I just did 707 this weekend with Harlem. We got our first championship, first tournament he ever won. Uh, just great, great time, man, out there. The weather was great. Um, so shout out to the people that put that on. Coach Mack, whoever he is, he put on a lot of tournaments in the 707 world. But that's it. That's all I had going on. What's, ju- what's Junior playing on 707? He plays mostly uh, corner. Um, okay. I've been, I've been getting my daddy, my daddy uh, shenanigans on, getting, getting at the coach about wide receiver opportunities because he wants to play, get the ball a little bit. But he's thriving at cornerback. That's his spot. Awesome, man. Well, congratulations to him. We've got some exciting news uh, to share with you. But, Silk, before we do that, are you surprised that John Ruiz and the University of Miami were the first people tagged with an NCAA violation? I couldn't think of a more greater greater person to get such a historic thing, right? Like, Of course, Miami would be. Yeah, of course it's Miami to be the first people to get hit with uh, violations in NIL, right? 
Uh, John you, John Ruiz is very loud with everything he does. I think a lot of this, and it's more. I think it's more coming out. Uh, I don't think this is the end of it. Um, they're operating in a lot of ways. I don't think it's like right for his position in NIL, but uh, he's too loud. And I've been saying mm -hmm. that. That's been my take about it. I don't care about his business. Uh, what we already know his business ain't what he said is, but I don't care about that. I just think he's just loud and obnoxious in the NIL space. Um, and it came came back to bite him a little bit. What's your take? I know this is your bag, so what's your take? Yeah, no, I mean, I think being loud, doing things very publicly is going to always draw increased attention and increased eyes, or, uh, eyeballs. Um, I think the the fervor in which he talked about how he was doing things illegally, or pardon me, how he's doing things legally uh, only is going to uh, increase probably scrutiny. And when you tell people that you're doing things right all the time and you constantly shove it in people's face that you're doing it uh, correctly, like this tweet where he said, do you think trying to be a snitch changes what life wallet sports does legally? The NCAA knows exactly what we do. Perhaps one of the few platforms they have personal knowledge of, you know, you, you start to call yourself out and, and what happens? You, you violate the NCAA rule book. It's, it's very clear black and white on uh, what you're allowed to do and what you're not allowed to do. Uh, there was another person involved that played the athlete representative uh, that just happens to also be involved in both major NIL scandals, both the one at Florida and now the one at Miami. Hmm. Um, you know, it, it's, it's sad. It's disappointing. Uh, I feel bad for the kids that were involved uh, at the university of Miami as their athletic department is on probation for a year um, because somebody wanted to to not follow the rules that everybody else is following. So again, no surprise. Uh, his business um, is is struggling. His uh, fervor and veracity in which he's talking about all the things that he's doing legally uh, is now under fire. And I don't believe that this will be the last that we hear of the NCAA snooping around the University of Miami. So with that being said, we do want to welcome our first guest, but before you do that, we do want to announce that Stadium and Gale is entering into a brand new partnership with an exciting new NIL platform at the University of Florida called the Gatorverse. So with that being said, we want to welcome Brian Klatsky from the Gatorverse uh, onto the program today to talk a little bit more about what the Gatorverse is doing, how it's going to help the student athletes at the University of Florida. So with that being said, Brian... It's a pleasure to have you on the show this morning. Hey, appreciate it, guys. Pleasure to be here. Well, we are missing Nick. I, I think you you weren't uh, in yet when we we said Nick. We think is oversleeping, so um, you never <laughs> know. Good you're life, man. Stadium and Gale, but uh, here we are. <laughs> um, Brian, well, let's let's talk a little bit uh, more about the Gatorverse. Sir, you know, certainly we're we're excited about the the partnership that we can have with you guys. But for those that are listening that don't know about the Gatorverse, talk just a little bit about your program and what you guys are trying to accomplish. Well, we're we're really excited about the Gatorverse um, for a variety of reasons. You know, and first off, we started this process really dating back to July of twenty one, and it's been a, it's been a build from there. You know, we've tested our platform in a few different spots. Um, initially launching with uh, the men's basketball program up at UConn as really proof of concept. And from there, really, we're able to develop um, the full model around the Gatorverse. And, you know, as you guys were just talking about some of the issues at Miami, you know, for us, 
It's been really being at the pulse of NIL since the beginning and, and sort of evaluating all the movie part, moving parts to come up with something that the fans can truly understand and engage with the athletes. So that's really where the Gatorverse comes from. I'm not going to, I'm not going to hide the fact that I am a, a Gator. You know, I got my MBA here in Gainesville um, in 97, which, uh, you know, those roots go way back. And, uh, you know, that's brought some of my passion to this project. We're excited. So, so there are a lot of NIL platforms out there. There's a lot of you know, different organizations around the country giving back to student athletes. Talk to the listeners about what somebody can expect from the Gatorverse, how you guys are trying to be different. Uh, you guys are doing some really neat and unique things. So I want you to shed some light on that as well. I, I think, you know, I think first we got to separate the difference between a fan model and a booster model. The Gatorverse is without a doubt a community built around the fan base to engage with the athletes where a collective model is focused on boosters really getting behind raising capital into marketing agreements for the players. I think when the NCAA legislation, um, you know, went into effect, I think the end, end date, the end game, what everybody was thinking about was how do you connect brands with those student athletes and the collective became this really unexpected model that came out of that. What we want to do is get back to the roots of really connecting that fan and the athlete um, in, in really creative and innovative ways of engagement. So one of the simplest ways, you know, what we're doing right now with the men's basketball team and the women's gymnastics team is creating autographed collectible cards um, that you can call them rookie cards, whatever you want. They come on a, um, you know, platinum, like an Amex platinum card. And what they what the, the the end game here is yes we're going to reward the fan for buying this card, but that card's also going to open up a lot of utility. And for example, with the gymnastics team, buying any one of the athletes' cards also gets you invited to a meet and greet uh, clinic with the gymnasts that they will run. And we expect a lot of the young fans that you know fill up the Exact Tech Arena every gymnastics meet to be out there to meet to meet the gymnasts and actually have a, a real clinic where they can interact and, and learn more about what it takes to become an SEC athlete. Um, on top of that, it's also connecting this with merchants. Um, this comes in both the digital and in the platinum card. And, and, the, and really the exciting part about it is the athletes are getting a majority of the revenue. So we, we use our platform to enable them to take advantage of their own personal NIL. And as you'll see, some of these athletes are really excited and, and, and they're very um, active on social media promoting, you know, the whole project, because this is about rewarding the fan, not just writing checks and handing out money. Yeah. What well, NIL really was uh, built for. I think it's important to just educate because NFTs had like this, this, the stigma on it of, of it being like kind of fraudulent. And I think people need to realize exactly what it is. It's not just a random art. And I think the word you use best was utility um, and expressing to the person. Can you, can you dumb down that, that whole a part of NFT? So people not thinking they're just getting digital art, some random art. Um, it also comes with a physical asset and some benefits, correct? Yeah, no. So that's a great point here. This is not an NFT project. This is not a crypto project. However, having that digital access pass enables us to do really creative things where you can show that that digital NFT um, to get a reward at a merchant. And, and that is, you know, and also that that will also be your ticket to come to a gymnastics clinic, come to a basketball camp, come to an exhibition game, um, come to a tailgate. That is, and, and for us, the NFT isn't the value. 
we give away the NFT. Any kind of digital access pass that comes with the collectible is thrown in for free. We're not here trying to, to tell you that the NFT is, is valuable because it's digital art. We're telling you it's valuable because it's unlocking experiences, engagement with those athletes. And, and Brian, I want you to, to talk about the other side of that as well. I know that you guys are working locally with some some merchants and some some folks and businesses in the the Gainesville market. But I know when we you know, talked, you know, over the last few weeks, you mentioned that you know being a member of the Gatorverse could also unlock you know business opportunities for you know an individual that has a that has a card or maybe coming up to Gainesville. Talk a little bit more about that side of the marketplace as well. Well, what's nice is, you know, merchants get access to, you know, athletes through the Gatorverse. For example, Stay Gainesville um, is an Airbnb operator in Gainesville. They have um, 64 units right now. Anyone that purchases any um, athletes collectible is going to automatically get discounts at Stay Gainesville. The next layer to that is us connecting with local merchants. Just take a hypothetical here. Um, you take a basketball player, you set a reward if so-and-so scores 20 points tonight, come into this pizza place, bring your card, and you'll get a free pizza the next day. You know, as you've seen, Chick-fil-A does an SEC deal where if you if a road team misses two consecutive free throws, then you know, everybody gets a chicken sandwich, right? We want to be able to have local merchants that can't afford a $10 million promo deal with the SEC to say, hey, I can do a few thousand dollars with a gymnast. If she gets a perfect 10, we have a reward at our, you know, we have built-in discounts, but then there's also an extra layer of performance rewards. And that's what the technology has enabled us to do. And I think having a great team on the ground in Gainesville to connect those merchants opens up a lot of opportunities for the athletes. Absolutely. So, Brian, talk to us a little bit about your strategy. I know that you've mentioned the basketball program. You've mentioned the gymnastics program as well as you guys have all under contract. But what's what's the goal and the plan for for all student-athletes at the University of Florida? No, and I, think, I, think, I think that's great, uh, uh, you know. A great thought here. This is not a basketball gymnastics project. Mm -hmm. This is, you know, all student athletes at, at the University of Florida. Obviously, baseball and softball um, are really the next two teams we're going to we're going to we're going to work with. From there, you know, we'll get into the football team over the summer as a as a launch into the into in the fall. Bring in women's soccer, all the Olympic sports. You know, for us, um, what we've been able to learn over the last year and a half is that each of these sports have a tremendous fan base of their own. The gymnastics, you know, team has their unique fan base. The basketball team has their fan base. The football team has theirs. So for us, it's let's build that whole model around each of those individual fan bases. No, I think it's awesome. Dope stuff. Man. Um, well, Brian, before we, we get you off uh, the uh, the call here today, talk to, to talk to everybody about where they can sign up, where they can learn more. Uh, we've been highlighting the website here on YouTube, but but let everybody know where they can sign up and learn more. Yeah, I mean, Gatorverse.io is um, really our, our landing page where you get you can really get introduced to everything, and from there. Um, you can get into the, the basketball collection, the gymnastics collection. Um, one of the things that we're really focused on is through social media, through podcasts, and, you know, just, you know, through, we actually have billboard going up on 75. There won't be one in town to share the story. Really want to educate the fan base at what, what it's all about. This is not something that happens overnight. We don't expect 3 million fans to come out tomorrow, but, you know, one of the things that we are we're doing this summer is um, we are going to be sponsoring and, and managing the Gatorverse alumni team that will be playing in the $1 million TBT. Um, that will be coached by Taurine Green. 
Torian Green, and we expect to bring a lot of um, Gator alumni back for an exhibition game in town. Um, so to create a really fun event to have the fans come out and, and sort of see the, the Gator legends compete and prepare that TBT team to go out on the road is going to be a really fun event for us this summer. And I, I think whether you're um, actively playing professional basketball or not, I do think it'll bring back all the legends. I think you'll see, you'll see Joaquin, you'll see, you know, you'll see guys like that will come to town and probably want to play in the exhibition game. And other guys will want to compete and go through, you know, you know, that single elimination tournament for the million dollar prize. So uh, for us, it's like, let's engage Gators of old and sort of create a, a connection to the, to the current athletes. Yeah, I think experiences is, is very key in all of this. And it's also a missing aspect of uh, NIL, uh, being able to actually uh, get next to these players in, in different type of moments to be able to, um, whether it's a basketball game, whether it's Trinity at a, at a restaurant doing a pop-up show, whatever it may be. But I think the experience part, a part of these benefits pack packages and also support, supporting the student athletes is, is pretty dope. Instead of just giving money to something, you know exactly what it is and you got benefits to go pull up and actually engage with these athletes. It's pretty dope. And I, and I think, you know, what we ultimately expect to do this, you know, this fall is being able to just, when you, when you purchase any card, you're directly supporting that athlete. You're not just right. putting money in the pool. You're saying, hey, I'm giving pretty much all this revenue to this athlete. And what we ultimately expect is having like, you know, tailgates around football games where your card is going to get you free food and drink and bring into like Gatorverse events. And I think that's really what the fans want. I think just, you know, writing checks get old. Um, you gotta have, there's gotta be a give and a take. And this is where we, we, I think we have the model where you connect the dots on all that. Absolutely. Uh, and do want to mention, uh, he, uh, Brian just mentioned the TBT tournament, uh, Florida, uh, will be coached by Torian Green, Corey Brewer, Keith Stone, Kayvon Allen, Igor Kulachev, all, uh, on that team, uh, and I think some more names to be announced. Uh, and we're super excited about the opportunity to partner with the Gatorverse as well. We're going to be excited to help them with some content, as well as really getting to know the athletes beyond just what you know them as uh, gymnastics players or softball players or tennis players at the University of Florida. Really dive in and get to understand their story and who they are uh, as individuals and create that personal connection. We're super excited about the opportunity to help the Gatorverse not only connect back to the student athletes, but also allow the individuals that do participate uh, in the Gatorverse to receive offers and to be able to, to receive some benefits from it. At the end of the day, an NFT, while a digital asset, uh, also creates a part of a community. And so we're super excited to be a part of that community with the Gatorverse, with Brian, with his team. They've put a lot of hard work into this. It's a proven model that has worked at other schools uh, as well. And we're super excited to see its growth at the University of Florida as well. So with that being said, Brian, any final thoughts uh, before we let you get on with your day, my friend? Well, I'll tell you the funny thing is, you know, on that TBT thing, um, those were the early commits that are on that graphic there. As soon as that went public, the phone's been ringing off the hook. Like everybody wants to reconnect. Like yeah, the legends want to come back. The they want to run it back again, have the champions, you know, get another national championship. Y'all need a... I need a point guard podcaster. You guys can holler at me, man. I'm running the point out there. <laughs> I love it. Right, guys. Well, I Brian, we again appreciate your time. Again, go check out Gatorverse.io, and we're super excited about our continued partnership with the Gatorverse. And with that being said, Brian, you have a great rest of your day, my friend, and we will talk with you soon. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right. It. Have a good one, Brian. Thank you so much.
Brian Klasky with the Gatorverse. We're super excited about, like I said, the opportunity to partner with the Gatorverse as we continue to move on and try to help and benefit the student athletes at the University of Florida. Silk, any final yeah. thoughts? No, I'm just excited. I like, I like the, you know, me, I'm a big fan of NFTs. I think there's the future in a lot of aspects, but I think people were utilizing it wrong and, and doing a quick money grab from, you know, the ignorant people that were getting into the space. Some people made money, but a lot of people lost out. Uh, these guys are using it in the correct way. Um, so I'm excited about being involved in something like this, doing some media around and helping those guys out uh, from our platform, man. Absolutely. So go again, go check them out. Gatorverse.com. I owe. Uh, we've got to have a few announcements before we get on the show. Just got a call from Nick, so that'll be interesting. Uh, one who announced that uh, Stadium and Gale will be on the berm at 6.30 p.m. this Friday, March 3rd. Uh, the Florida Gator baseball program will be taking on the University of Miami, now under probation, thanks, John Ruiz. Um, we will be there at 6.30 and... Uh, we were, think we will probably be going to the Swamp Restaurant before uh, at around 3.30, 4 o'clock, stay there for a bit, and then head over to the game. So we will have some more announcements about that shortly. But again, baseball tickets, we will be sitting on the right field berm. They are $10, I think $11 after you pay a fee, uh, and we're super excited to uh, be doing that. Nick, Silk, myself will be there. Uh, Brooke will be there. Harlem will be there. Your, Lion will be there. A, a nice group group of people. Yeah. Hey, Velo, man. Every everybody that's in Gainesville, if you if you, if you just pull up and hang out with us in right field, it's ten eleven dollars. Uh, gonna shoot some fire visuals, and also at the swamp, you know, the stadium, Miguel brick out there. So we, I got to swing by there and flick it up. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's get on to the show. As always, we do want to thank Alan Horn with Alan Horn Insurance. State Farm based out of Georgia, but if you're in Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, or Alabama, and you are looking for insurance, whether that's life, business, auto, RV, boat, renters, retirement planning, whatever it might be, give Alan a call, 706-692-2888, or visit him at allenhorninsurance.com. Again, 706-692-2888 or Allen, A-L-A-N, Horn, H-O-R-N-E, insurance.com. Well, Silk, we recorded an episode last week after the, the departure of William Piegler and Patrick Tony to the NFL, not to be outdone, not long after we recorded that show, wide receivers <laughs> coach Kerry Colbert, uh, it was announced, would be joining the Denver Broncos uh, coaching staff as their wide receivers coach. Uh, so that leaves Florida with two openings with the addition of Austin Armstrong as the defensive coordinator um, last week. So, so what are your thoughts on Kerry Colbert's departure? Uh, just, just going to be just blatantly honest, man. Like these guys are going to bounce if they have NFL uh, options. Um, we're blessed that Corey Raymond was, is going to be hanging around. We'll talk about that a little later, but Kerry Colbert got an uh, offer, interview uh, with the NFL, and, and he's gone. Uh, it's just a – all of this is just a good look on Billy, you know. Um, we, we want some continuity with your staff from year to year. That's, that helps with, you know, playbook and, and, and some growth. But if your staff is getting poached and they're not 
going down. It's not a lateral move. They're moving mm-hmm. up to the NFL, getting pay raises. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy know how to hire. He got a good eye for talent. So um, now we just wait to see who he hires next. He did good the first go round with uh, some of the guys that are excellent. We all wanted some upgrades. Kerry Colbert was not one of them. I think he was a good recruiter, a uh, good wide receiver coach. Uh, we'll see who we can bring in. I like some of the names that have been mentioned, but mm-hmm. we got to figure this out within the next two weeks, right? Tight end yep. coach and wide receiver coach. Yeah, I know that there's been a lot of talk about what that wide receiver coach position could look like. Uh, Ike Hilliard is a name. Obviously, you guys will remember him as one of the best wide receivers in Florida Gator history. Uh, Spent a long career in the NFL and then a long uh, career coaching wide receivers in the NFL. Uh, He was most recently the wide receivers coach and offensive car co-offensive coordinator at Auburn University. I know he is on the market. That's certainly a name. Uh, that you can look at. I know Justin Stepp from South Carolina uh, is a name uh, that people have thrown around as well. Uh, Eric Keesaw, who was just announced as an offensive analyst and former offensive coordinator at Auburn, is somebody that has experience for that role. Uh, David Decker, who is also a a quality assurance coach, is another person uh, that could be uh, thrust into that role as well. Uh, Derek Decker has worked, or David Decker, pardon me, has worked with Billy Napier uh, from his time at Louisiana and was brought over to the University of Florida. Uh, And then Jeff Scott, again, a name that we talked about and uh, you know, has not, uh, despite uh, rumors out there, has not agreed to join uh, the Clemson staff. Again, uh, discussions that he wanted to take a year off, but could a position as a wide receivers coach at the University of Florida entice him? That is to be seen. So do you want Florida to go the outside route or would a name like Eric Kesaw or David Decker um, be enough for you? Uh, no, I want to go outside. I don't want to just keep it all the way of being. I want to go outside. I think I at least want to match the caliber of guy that was just here. I don't want to take a step down at that, at that position. Um, I kill you is an interesting name. He's coaching the NFL. I just don't know about his uh, recruiting chops. He was over mm-hmm. at Auburn for a little bit. Don't know how much of a recruiter he is, but it's a former guy that know that knows the lay of the land a little bit and also has that Louisiana tie that Billy has. He's originally from a uh, Louisiana area. Wouldn't mind Ike at all, but uh, there's some names out there that I'm interested in. I know I'm forgetting South Carolina's receiver coach. It's, it's Justin skip. Step. Justin Step is the guy that I would like to get um, an up and comer. I think he's going to be a, a fast riser in the coaching ranks. Uh, wouldn't mind going after him if we, if that's a possible poach. Uh, there's some Louisiana, not Louisiana. There's some Billy ties because they both went to Furman. I think not at the same mm-hmm. time, but they went to the same university. Um, those are my two guys right now. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to uh, self-promote. I know we're last minute, so that may be a thing because you got two weeks before spring. Uh, so that may be a thing that we do, but I'm not a fan of it. I think we should go get somebody at the, at least the caliber of Kerry Colbert. Yeah, no, I would agree. I know that Dallas Baker is a name that a lot of Gator fans have asked about. What mind well. Dallas Baker? Wouldn't Dallas mind. Baker uh, obviously was um, – you know, the touchdown maker at the University of Florida, an incredibly talented wide receiver, had a, a bit of a career in the NFL as well, uh, had previously coached at Marshall, uh, previously coached at Buffalo, and now is the wide receivers coach at Baylor. Uh, we do know that Dallas Baker was very interested in joining Dan Mullen's staff as an off-the-field assistant or in any role. Um, he was not given that opportunity, ended up at Buffalo after that. 
Dallas Baker, certainly a guy, uh, you know, to join the Baylor staff uh, is, is a big jump up from Buffalo, but obviously you have something that the staff sees in him, uh, but he has been climbing the coaching ranks. And then uh, shout out to Brandon Connell uh, said that Napier hockey and a few other staff members have also followed Taekwon Underwood. You might remember him from his time in the NFL previously coached our, sorry, he's the wide receivers coach at Pittsburgh. Now previously played at Rutgers. Oh, oh the plane was in Pittsburgh too. The, the plane was in Pittsburgh last week, mm. uh, played for the Patriots, the Bucks and the Carolina. Carolina Panthers, uh, but again, you some names to look out for uh, as we uh, have Nick join us. Nick, my friend, it's good to have you today. Welcome, welcome aboard, man. You all right? Okay. Oh, we back out of here. Back out of here. We'll let him get all situated. Yeah. Uh, so again, names: uh, Tyquan Underwood, uh, Dallas Baker, Justin Step, Ike Hilliard. A lot of names to consider. Uh, over the next few days, but you can imagine with spring practice just a couple of weeks away that Florida will want to get that position filled. Um, still have an opening at the tight end uh, coach position as well. And then it does seem like Austin Armstrong is going to come uh, to University of Florida to be the co-defensive coordinator. Again, more details we are waiting on. However, news did come out last week that Corey Raymond would be taking over the entire defensive backfield silk. I know there's something you've been calling for, for a while. I think Nick and I mentioned it last week as well. Uh, but what does that do to the university of Florida's backroom? Do you feel? Uh, just communication wise is going to be huge. Uh, having somebody coach the safeties in the corner. And then, I, I didn't get that anyway. Having the safeties in the corners coach. Like I'm just, I'm under the belief that a DB coach should coach the whole room from a communicative standpoint and make sure everybody's on the same page. But Corey Raymond's a goat in this field. And it was just like a lot of things behind the scenes that we were hearing, um, true or not, right? I don't want to just speak things in like the absolute truth, but things we were hearing is this, Corey Raymond didn't have a lot of say-so in the coverages that were being called. And um, in the way we looked last year, he wasn't really feeling it. Um, and a younger guy, I know that dynamic of a younger guy being in charge and such a, a, a legend who Raymond is, I thought his, his say-so should have been more prevalent in that room. So excited that Corey Raymond got the entire room. Um, he should have had it from get-go, but it's never too late to make the right move, right? So excited that Corey Raymond is still on board because a lot of people going to the NFL. Uh, it's going to be hard to pay Corey Raymond when he's getting paid in the NFL as a position coach, so I think he sticks around a little longer than the other guys. Yeah. Welcome aboard, Nick. What's up, baby? <laughs> hey. <laughs> I think someone at baseball was sick, and uh, it's now going around. Um, I, think, I think it's um, – I wrote about it, and I don't think it's a Billy Napier thing. I think you're going to see – and listen, the NFL, you have to be a good coach for the NFL to take you. They're not just going to take anybody. Um, but the college calendar right now is a disaster. Like, there's no time where a college coach can just vibe. Um, you're, you're having to recruit freshmen, sophomores, juniors, uh, seniors uh, nonstop. Um, you have to recruit your position room. Mm -hmm. non-stop because you can transfer uh if you haven't transferred yet you can transfer for free and and now you've got you know essentially what billy napier has said you know college free agency or nfl free agency in college without a salary cap um so i think you're gonna see if coaches are good i think you're gonna see more coaches jumping for that that it's just and you might make less, less money in the nfl but the quality of life is significantly better i was talking to um a former florida coach 
And, and I was like, well, what's the difference? Why is this happening? He's like, the difference is my phone hasn't rang in the last 30 minutes with something that, that I'm needed right. to do or someone I need to go talk to. It's like, I, it's certainly not nine to five, but like right now, um, you know, the last two weeks, they're just chilling. Yeah. Bermuda, Bahamas, just having, just living a damn mother lifestyle. Yeah. I, the thing about it, like the average fan may not realize when the NFL in, they don't have to go recruit. They they mm-hmm. just really vibing, right? And then to OTAs and and all of that and the mini camps and stuff start. But as a college coach, there is no you get little week, little weeks here and there, but the downtime is not a lot, bro. You really earn your money in college football as a coach. Absolutely, and you also have additional help too, right? You know, in the NFL, you know your your roster is smaller. The number of players that you have is is smaller as well um, in that position group. But you also have assistant wide receiver coaches, and you have you know a lot of off the field staff too, right? I can imagine that Kerry Colbert will have at least two assistants as well as an entire slew of their version of analysts uh, helping right. them as well. And you know, you go from a room of you know. 14, 15, you add walk-ons, maybe 20-something plus wide receivers to a team of eight, right, including mm-hmm. your practice squad. So certainly a lot more dedicated time, probably that the stress of, of, of recruiting and balancing everything out is going to be hopefully uh, good for them. But again, it's hard to argue anybody going from a position coach in college to the NFL. A lot of these guys aspire to coaching the NFL, even if they ultimately end up coming back to college, that is an upgrade in almost every sense of the word, uh, being able to move to the NFL. So again, while the Gators find themselves in a position where they're trying to find now two uh, new coaches for three departures, you know, Florida, certainly, um, you know, you have to applaud the work of, of those guys that did get uh, pulled off of Billy Napier's original staff, into the NFL. Already. Already. Well, that, I think uh, that, that, that last thing you said, Dan, is something that like a lot of college fans don't get or don't believe that like the NFL is a, a step up. Like that's a rung up the ladder. Right. You know, and we're, we're obviously, we're yeah, we're <laughs> obviously college football fanatics here, but the NFL is the, the penultimate are the, it yeah. is the ultimate uh, goal for most coaches uh, you know, to get that's there. What Dan Mullen was trying to get. That's why, that's what happened to our last season, man. But that's, that season that's... Press, he was trying to get to the NFL, man. That's what he didn't want to recruit no more. A lot of these coaches mm-hmm. hate what NIL is. Like it's, it's way it, more. It, it changed the power dynamic. And right. that's what it was in college. It was, I mean, Nick Saban gets to Miami, um, and he tried to make – I think it was Vernon Carey or it was a, an offensive lineman tried to make mm-hmm. him run after practice, and the guy just walked off the field and was like, talk to my agent. Um, and in his contract, it was like there's no extra cardio for him after practice as yeah. a form of punishment. And Nick Saban's <laughs> like, what the hell is this? Yeah, I remember. And, you go, and now you're going in college, and, and, and you have guys on rosters making more than the wide receivers coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think uh, Ahmad told the story uh, when he was playing with the Bucks that there was an offensive lineman. I forgot who it was that they wanted him to run wind sprints after practice. Uh, and after practice was done, he just walked off the field. And yeah, uh, coach man. said, you have Rich. to run wind, or wind sprints. He's like, I'm not running wind sprints. And then just kept walking. So 
Um, I'm that's rich, what, bro. You're not gonna tell me to go run wind sprints after like that's like telling like like somebody to do overtime right at a job. Like, do I get overtime benefits? Practice over, fam. I'm out of here. <laughs> Practice over. <laughs> Practice is over. So uh, again, congratulations to Kerry Colbert. You know, Kerry, I think surprised. I don't know if it's a surprise as much as exceeded expectations when he came over. Comes over to University of Florida from USC, where they just didn't perform very well. Recruiting was was probably not what a lot of fans wanted when they saw you know, his name and his production, but what he was able to recruit for this class, what the wide receivers were able to do with a pretty depleted room, uh, I think shows why Kerry Colbert was able to make that jump up to Sean Payton's staff, right? It's not just a, a new coach or a coach that's fluttering, trying to make it work. You have one of the best coaches in college or in the NFL hiring you to be their wide receivers coach. So congratulations to Kerry Colbert. Depending on the hire, I expect our wide receiver recruiting to stay on par because we have a lot of off the field. Uh, a, lot, a lot of people in that army have some great relationships, man. That's what helped us land this class that we had as well. Uh, so depending on the hire, I think we're going to stay kind of kind of in the same echelon of a wide receiver recruiting. I expect it to stay, stay elite. All right. Um, let's see. The Gators are. It has been announced that the Gators are adding another walk-on quarterback, Micah Leon, uh, who had previously uh, been at uh, University of Connecticut and former uh, North Carolina State quarterback, uh, has announced that he will be coming to the University of Florida as a graduate student and as a walk-on. Uh, he has one year of eligibility remaining. Um, let's see. Statistically, had one performance in November where he was 10 of 13 in a very UConn-like performance of just 62 yards. Uh, so originally from Delray Beach American Heritage High School, walked on at NC State in 2017, and then transferred to UConn. But he will be coming to the University of Florida as a walk-on quarterback. Nick, have you heard anything about Michael Leon? Even a five six one, he might start. I don't know. <laughs> no, Gators had a quarterback. <laughs> I, I haven't. I hadn't really heard anything about him. There's a a couple walk ons. Uh, I think you just you need those walk ons just to can um, just to be able to run practice the way you want to run it. Um, like Max Brown, I hope he's enjoyed sitting in the clubhouse and watching baseball. Um, but like he's not going to miss a football practice because he's going to be. Uh, over, over, away from Condren and, and on that on that practice field, um, it's going to be a two person race at quarterback. And so that is the plan for Max Brown. He's going to he's going to play a lot of uh, he's going to stop baseball for a little bit and and do his football spring football. He's not going to miss a meeting or a practice for football. Now, if that if there's a day where baseball he can do baseball, football has an off day, and and he can go to baseball, he can do that. How good of a baseball player is he? Is he a future starter there? Like, what's your what's your take there? Um, that's tough because he, I've only seen him in practice. He hasn't gotten into a game yet. Um, and he hits well in BP, but like he hasn't. Hitting's tough, so it, it'd be easier to play both sports if you were a pitcher, and, and then all you have to do is come in and pitch. You can throw. Uh, on the side, no matter what, and, and that's the same. Um, hitting to not hit live pitching, and then for a, over a year, and then to come in, and now you're trying to get your timing back with Florida's right. pitching staff. Right, right, right. Hard. So he he wasn't mm -hmm. playing. He wasn't hitting the ball super well when I was there, but those were like his first ten at bats. 
against live at bats. Um, and now you're going to go away for a month and then come back. Like there's no way you're going to go away for a month, come back. And then, and then by the time he comes back, Florida's in the middle of sec play. Um, there's no way you work yourself back in. I, I think it's really tough to play two sports. Um, and I'm sure they're going to let him play baseball as long as he wants to because they want DJ Lagway to see, look, you can do both. But right. the reality of it is doing both is really, really hard, especially if you're a hitter. It's good content, Nick. Appreciate that, Nick. Uh, let's see here. Um, let's get a, a quick ad read in for our friends over at Homefield Apparel. Visit them, homefieldapparel.com. Use promo code Stadium and Gale. They just announced a new Missouri line. If you have friends and family from Missouri or fans of Missouri, go check them out. Again, about 17 different options for the University of Florida, including this baseball script logo shirt that I'm wearing. Go check them out, alumnihall.com. Promo code Stadium and Gale will get you 15% off of your order. Uh, there is a new, let me just pull it up here on the screen. There is a new mock draft that has Anthony Richardson. So yeah. going number one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. CBS Sports has announced a, their one of their mock drafts. Anthony Richardson, number one to the Indianapolis Colts. I believe that in, involves a trade up for the Colts to do mm -hmm. that. Uh, but, uh, so you mentioned before the season started that we had a first-round quarterback on our hands. Obviously not the season that I think a lot of fans wanted. Athleticism, uh, measurables, everything that you look for out of a quarterback is there. Anthony Richardson, for the first time, I believe, has been mock-drafted number one overall. Yeah. Uh, even during midseason when, when he was somewhat struggling, like people had, people talk like this is my thing. People talk like our offense was looking like Miami's or something last year. Where we, our offense was explosive. It wasn't perfect, but for year one, man, it was like it was explosive. 32, po 32 points a game. So people acting like he's just going just because of his upside and he wasn't <laughs> productive. He didn't do anything good on the field. It's just absolutely nuts. He put together an impressive season when you just look at his physical tools and we had some explosive plays and people are starting to the, the general public are starting to play those highlights and peep into like Anthony Richardson at his highs and at his highs. He's like, there's nobody else you can compare to him in this draft uh, and, and going number one overall, people saying it's a weak quarterback class, bro. That's one overall means the entire pool of players, mm -hmm. right? It ain't just quarterbacks, bro. That's very impressive. If, if he goes number one overall, uh, he recently just said, or somebody reported that he's going to throw at combine. I didn't yep. expect that. Um, he so he's feeling, yeah, he's feeling confident about that. And I just, I think he's going to impress. You can get in them underwears and sling that thing around, sling the ball around the yard, and it's going to be super impressive, man. Uh, but I expect him to go first round, top 10. I don't know about number one overall. That'd be a good look for Florida Gators and Napier. Yeah, Florida's never had the, the guy go number one overall. Right. Yep, I was just going to say it'd be the highest draft pick in UF history. Generational. Uh, we haven't even started the Anthony Richardson hype train yet. Like they're they're just rolling like the spaceship, the rocket ship out out to the launch pad. Like he hasn't even run a four four yet at two fifty. He hasn't even thrown, and I think it's a mistake to throw at the combine. He hasn't even thrown at pro day yet. He hasn't jumped forty five inches yet. Like we haven't even really taken off. The, the Anthony Richardson hype hasn't even taken off, and you're already seeing 
um, NFL teams who are now cutting on the film being like, yeah, yeah, that's the dude. Yeah, no, Sean Simmons uh, in the comments saying y'all are straight up lying about Anthony Richardson. I don't think that we are. I, I think what we've said about Anthony We're lying Richardson, so good that the NFL believe us. That's what's going on. <laughs> NFL believes that's our lies. How, that's how right. good I lie. You know right, what I'm saying? They so, read my tweets and saying, yeah, that boy Silk might be on to something. Let's pick him over, number one overall. <laughs> I, I could just see the GM of the Colts just funneling through, you know, at Uncle Silk, you know, and at AR uh, with a tag AR or Richardson. I think that we've been very, very uh, – I think we've played both sides with Anthony Richardson. I think that we've said he obviously needs some help uh, with his decision-making on the field. Uh, certainly there's areas of opportunity to improve on those small to middle throws. Uh, Anthony Richardson was not perfect uh, last year, uh, and he is not a perfect quarterback right now. I think that when you look at projecting into the NFL, you look for the measurables. You look for is this and could this be somebody that we coach and train up to be our franchise quarterback? And I think it's hard to look at Anthony Richardson with his, his speed, size, arm strength, and say, hey, this isn't a guy that could be that, right? The NFL is full of very cocky and confident personnel and coaches, right? Personnel uh, members and coaches, right? So all of them are looking for players that they can mold into that generational player. And they also look at areas where accuracy. Anthony Richardson only played 13 games in his career. Throws, right? Those small and medium passes. Anthony Richardson will be a full time quarterback. He won't be balancing that with going to school and being limited by a certain number of hours per week. You look at the holistic picture of what Anthony Richardson brings to the table. And will he go number one overall? I don't know. But do I think the hype and a number of mock drafts are going to come out after the combine that put him at number one or at least in the top five? Absolutely. I think they're only going to go up from here. Yeah, another thing, like he's like you said, he's played 13 games. Like who in the history of football played 13 games and, and went number one overall, right? He, he needs reps. Like those short throws that he's missing on, he needs reps. Uh, Dan Mullen robbed him last year, playing Emory Jones a, ahead of him. Think about that. Dan Mullen had a guy that's about to go number one overall sitting behind Emory Jones, which is like that's that's crazy on your resume. So, like – he should have got more reps last year, and that was that was that's what handicapped him uh, more than anything. Uh, those thirteen games that he played were impressive enough, and these guys are professionals. They know they watch the Mahomes. Like people forget, Patrick Mahomes wasn't who he is coming out in the draft, but what he turned out to be with some real professionals uh, molding him and, and coaching him is a, is a absolute the best the best young quarterback in the league right now. And AR has those same physical tools to be one of the top echelon guys like the Lamar Jacksons and the Pat, the Mahomes of the world. Josh Allen. What was Josh Allen coming out of college, right? A bag of. Yeah. Bills took, Bills took a, 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 shot. a bag of potential, right? Yep. You know, when you think of how many players were drafted in potential, maybe higher than you look at their college production, you know, and then you look at their production in the NFL. Right. Um, again, nobody is saying that Anthony Richardson is a surefire NFL Hall of Famer. We are saying that Anthony Richardson has the tools and I'm the measurables. I'm, I'm saying I was right. <laughs> that's a, that's <laughs> all right. that matters. Um, Sean, again, I know you're in the comments saying we're delusional. We're not the ones saying that Anthony Richardson's going number one. It is the mock drafts that are saying that Anthony Richardson right now is being projected as not only a top 10 player in the NFL, 
draft, but maybe the number one overall. We will see in just a few short months. Nick, glad to have you on because I was going to have to do some baseball coverage. Uh, Gators go four and one on the weekend. Uh, Big win against USF on Tuesday. Blew a big lead in the ninth inning on Wednesday to lose that game uh, and then go and sweep Cincinnati for their second straight weekend sweep of the year, including a history best eight home runs in the game on Saturday. Uh, But Nick, break down baseball last week for us, buddy. Yeah, they uh, this team can hit, <laughs> um, and and like I said before the season, you're gonna feel good Friday night and Saturday night. Uh, whenever you've got those two guys on the mound, Florida has to figure out uh, the bullpen, um, and, and that's probably dating back to last year. You know, they had a tough time getting outs 25, 26, and 27 um, last year as well. This this year, Florida um, averaging more than ten runs a game. Um, they're averaging a couple home runs a game. Um, Jack Caglione, Jack Connie's got five home runs or six home runs on the year, hit all six this week, uh, including three on Saturday, the same day that he pitched, um, that Wednesday game, Florida, it was errors. And then the bullpen and it was guys, you know, that like Blake Purnell, who had a bad outing again on Sunday that Florida counted on last year. Purnell had 36, uh, appearances last year, which is the most of any pitcher, um, so they've got to figure some things out and you can't ask Brandon Neely and Kate Fisher to pitch every single game out of the bullpen. You've got to find some other guys. Um, once Pierce Capala, um, who's six foot eight and had back surgery. So I'm guessing that um, <clears throat> I'm guessing that affects your, your, your recovery time. Um, once he comes back, he's a guy who could pitch out of the bullpen. Um, he's definitely he's six, eight, six, eight. They have, they have two guys who are 6'8". Uh, another pitcher, Yoel Tejeda, who will probably start one of the two games this week um, in the middle of the week. Um, he's also 6'8". Yeah, they uh, they look crazy when they line up for the national anthem. So two, two towers. Um, you'll see them Friday. Yeah, we pulling up. We were talking about it while you were asleep, man. <laughs> um, so I, I think – Florida is going to keep hitting. It'll be interesting to see if they can keep up this kind of offensive output. Once you start playing Bama and Texas A&M uh, and Vanderbilt and, and the pitching gets better, um, but they're going to be able to hit. It's a really good, really deep lineup. You've got some, some studs front end pitching. Um, uh, the bullpen right now will be, you know, keeping Kevin O'Sullivan up at night. Good stuff. I was seeing some of those <clears throat> runs. Uh, shout scores. out to the runs. Shout out to the runs. I was seeing those some of those runs. I was like, man, we, we got an offensive team. Dan, uh, Nick might not be lying this year. This might be the first year you don't lie about the baseball team. <clears throat> I've I I I put no expectations on the team. I just said they were good. Um, and I tweeted out my uh, Bart Simpson graphic saying I was not going to overhype them, but it's it's a very good team. Shout out to Sully. We got to get Sully on the show. Gators averaging more than 10 runs a game. I uh, have won 13 to 3, 16 to 2, 8 to nothing, 6 to 1, lost 10 to 9, uh, won 13 to 6, 13 to 3, and 13 to 7. So uh, quick math puts me at around 11 runs a game. I could be off by uh, 
by a little bit there, but uh, obviously putting up some big numbers on offense. The Gators travel to Jacksonville uh, tomorrow. Uh, may God be with them. And then uh, Jacksonville comes to uh, to Florida on Wednesday. Uh, the Gators will then host Miami on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Again, if you're just tuning in, we will be on the right field, Berm, at 6.30 for that game. We'll probably be at the Swamp Restaurant before, so please we come outside. join us there. Tickets are cheap um, for that game. Let's see. Let's get a quick shout-out to our friends over at Alumni Hall, alumnihall.com. Uh, go visit them on Archer Road as well. Beautiful store. Uh, they have baseball, softball, uh, some new gymnastics wear as well. Uh, golf shirts, including the new Golfing Gator logo, uh, is available. So go check them out at Alumni Hall or, go, or alumnihall.com or go visit them on Archer Road in Gainesville. Uh, in some Gator news of the week, gymnastics, congratulations to them, has won their fifth straight SEC regular season championship. Trinity Thomas was featured on the Sports Center Twitter account as well, obviously doing great things. 25 perfect 10s in her career. Uh, men's basketball, unfortunately, loses to Vanderbilt 88-72. to They've lost six of seven, have two more games against Georgia and LSU before the SEC tournament. Uh, but uh, a tough end of the season for the golden era of Gators basketball. Um, oh, man. Uh, it's tough. It's yeah, tough. yeah. What do you think about year one, uh, Todd Golden? It's bad. Yeah, it's bad. not good. It's, bad. it's a bad season. Uh, mm-hmm. You're under 500. You're, you're, you're going to go to the NIT, maybe? Maybe. You're definitely not, you're not, definitely not hosting. Um, in the NIT, um, I think it's a it was a tough point for him to come in. Um, mm-hmm. Like when he was hired, you you would rather have a coach be hired, you know, earlier to be able to start recruiting. But with the transfer portal, you're able to kind of go and get guys that you wanted. Um, I don't think they missed on any guys that they wanted, but they might have not. They might have had a bigger pool to select from mm-hmm. if he had been hired earlier. Obviously. Uh, with San Francisco making its run, um, that wasn't uh, wasn't going to be uh, reality. But it's um, it's it's a tough year. Yeah, yep. A tough year. You're going to finish under. I think the, the Gators could make the NCAA tournament if they win the SEC tournament. Um, and I think that's about it. Yeah, no, definitely not. The NCAA tournament is not uh, likely for the university. No, uh, probably not possible other than winning the SEC tournament for the Gators yeah, this year. Automatic qualifier, that's yeah, about it. That's the only thing that you can hope and pray for. Uh, you know, I think it's tough. I'm going to give Todd Golden an incomplete right now. Uh, obviously, a different coach had to replace four of the starters. Your best player goes out uh, with a hand injury a few weeks ago. Uh, so... You know, it's a tough season. You know, Florida is going to probably be back heavily in the transfer portal this offseason. Uh, but right now, the product doesn't look great. I know uh, analytics were going to be a big part of this, this team, and maybe it takes a little right. while. Maybe it takes getting those guys. Uh, but when the transfer portal got five, six guys go and recruit Riley C- or Kugel to the team, uh, but right now it just doesn't seem like this team is meshing well. They're not playing good basketball, uh, and they're not just losing. They're losing pretty badly uh, to teams like Vanderbilt that, you know, historically Florida has performed very well against. Uh, you do have the opportunity to, to go 2-0 against Mike White this season, uh, and you look back on it and you said, hey, you know, how what would Florida's record be like with Mike White? I don't know. 
Uh, would they be marginally better? Maybe. But again, don't know if Todd Golden is the guy right now, but definitely year one is, is not good news uh, as Florida continues to try to revive its basketball program. Yeah, I just try to look for the positive, whether it's a down year or not. And I don't know if I have enough positives to give me optimism uh, with, with Todd Golden. So, yeah, it's incomplete for me as well. I got to see more mm-hmm. right now. I'm not feeling like he, he's the future, but like we'll see. Still, yep. still opportunity to recruit, flip the mm-hmm. rosters. It's easier in basketball. Yep. It's smaller. So we'll see what happens, man. Absolutely. So, again, recruiting for basketball will be huge this offseason. And then paying attention to that transfer portal. Quez Glover, uh, former Florida Gator uh, point <laughs> somebody guard. Said that, somebody said the analytics said we can't guard air. <laughs> uh, Quez Glover, former Florida Gators guard. Um, officially, he transferred out, but officially reached 1,000 points. So congratulations to him. Uh, let's see. In golf, Gators are currently tied for third in the Southern Highlands Collegiate Tournament. Uh, Shin Lin, I believe is how you pronounce this, tied for first right now. So congratulations to him. Talitha Diggs. Uh, We've talked about her very extensively last year uh, with the women's track and field program, but she has now set the meet facility school collegiate and American record in the indoor 400 meters at 50.15 seconds. Girls moving. That is humming. It was uh, <clears throat> so it was funny to watch. I was trying to explain to my fiance. I was like, "No, this is the championship race. So these are all of the other best girls at the event, and they're nowhere close to her when she finishes." She's like, "So she ran fast," and I'm like, "Yeah." And yeah. the girls that she ran faster than were also the fastest girls in the country, and they're nowhere close to her. Like the the that final run to, to earn her gold for that meet. Um, uh, was, was incredible. Absolutely. Uh, 50.15 seconds is just absolutely humming. Um, the world or the Olympics, uh, though, the gold medal was, a was a 48.36, uh, but, uh, you know, with some you know, additional training and everything else, who's to say that potentially an Olympic gold might not be in her uh, future. Uh, we want to introduce a new segment of the show as people that are very visible. Nick, if you want to send me uh, that, um, what we're going to, what we're going to show here, maybe you can just read it off as people that are very visible on Twitter and YouTube. We get a lot of comments thrown our way. Um, I just want to let you know, if you talk about the size of my forehead or receding hairline, it's something that I've accepted. It's nothing that I can control. Um, it just is what it is, right? There's prescriptions out there, things of that nature. Have I been taking generic Propecia for a year and a half? Absolutely. Has it worked? Who the hell knows? But the comments about my forehead, I know. You can land generic a 747 what? on it. Propecia. What is Propecia? It's for hair growth. Oh, I'm buy some of that too. Yeah. Try so um, I know you can land a 747 on my forehead. All of these things I've heard, all these things that I know, um, but again – um, Nick, you sent it to me. Where'd you send it to me on, on Twitter? Yeah. Yeah. I sent it to you on Twitter. Okay. Perfect. Up, but I can so read it. This, um, going, this is know. fantastic. We have to put this <laughs> on the internet. It's on the internet. All right, Nick, we're, we're going to start a mean, <clears throat> mean tweets, uh, segment. So, so this was in response to me 
doing the math for Brandon Sprout's last eight starts and and showing how good Brandon Sprout had been for eight starts. Right, um, right, right. And, and seems BF- responsible. Like, like yeah. it's good content. I appreciate yes. the info, Nick. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty impressive that On Three employs you for your deep, gentle, intimate coverage of a non-revenue sport based on the fact that you were mediocre at it in high school. I was all county in high school. <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty elite in high school. That's that's yeah, pretty so. stout. Especially in South Florida. First right. fast check there, Mr. Butler. Uh, well, <laughs> well, I, see, I want them to submit their like, athletic resumes, too, when they like throw shots like that. Yeah. <laughs> I well, want to know what B underscore F underscore Butler was doing hmm. in high school baseball. But go on, Nick. Well, the same firm expects you to be a cowardly lion who tweets pics of burnt steaks and embers. Now we've crossed the line. <laughs> oh, he tries to stay. Now man. we've crossed the line. It's a guy that follows you closely, Nick. He know he might he know, he know too much of your your film. He knows just your, your whole. <laughs> He's watching the film. He watching your film, bro. He got you down to the T. Shout out to that. Either way. Film. Either way, I genuinely hope you can find some gonads and actually one. <laughs> Parentheses, all caps, one. Parentheses, the number one. Hard question of the staff this year. Not holding my breath, you coward. I mean, that's at at 12.31 a.m. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 12.31 a.m. Just, uh, that's a, hey, that's the way to kick off our mean tweets, new mean tweets segment. Thank man, you. My, uh, mean, my mean tweets the last <laughs> last week insane, man. I don't know if we can put them on the show. <laughs> we're gonna have to flag it on YouTube yeah, for, for uh, sure, explicit man. content. But uh we're gonna welcome that as a new section here uh on Stadium and Gale as uh time uh, or as the opportunity comes up. But uh, but keep it coming, you know. Remember hate listens count too. Hate tweets bring good content, so keep it up. Um you know, again, anything about Corey, myself, or Nick, feel free to uh, to let us know, and maybe you will be featured on Stadium in Gale. Maybe we get a shirt if you get featured on the show. Maybe a shirt or you know. A no, 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 you're encouraging today. people. <laughs> yeah, to, to yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're no, encouraging that. This it's not encouraging behavior. We need to be authentic. It's already out there. We don't have to like <laughs> like make <laughs> this content happen. Behavior. Yeah, people people can't wait to shit on you anyway, man. Yo. Oh, my bad. Um, <laughs> uh, too comfortable. My bad. Let, let's do, I think we're about near the end of our show today, uh, but do want to give a rundown. Baseball 7-1, and one. <laughs> men's basketball is 14-15, women's basketball is 16-13, and 5-11 in the SEC. They will be 11th, uh, the 11th seed in the SEC tournament, and that starts here shortly. Uh, gymnastics is 9-1 and one as they head into the postseason. Lacrosse has started off rough, although 1-2 and two right now. Softball is 11-3. Tough weekend out west. Um, swimming and diving is 5-1 and one, uh, for men and 6-1 and one for, for women. Uh, as we talked about last week, both won the SEC tournament. Men's tennis is 5-5, five and, five, and women's tennis is 5-2. and two. Uh, mm. So with that being said, again, we do want to, again, thank Brian Klatsky for joining the show today to talk about the Gatorverse. We're super excited about what that partnership can look like and how we might be able to help grow and benefit uh, the student-athletes at the University of Florida. Join us on the Right Field Berm on Friday at 6.30 p.m. as the Gators take on the under-probation Miami Hurricanes.
Any final thoughts before we depart today, gentlemen? No, 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 no. What, what date does uh, spring football start? March 4th, Saturday. Man, we got to get coached this in Saturday. here, man. We gotta get, what the hell? Nick, I think you missed uh, part of that segment. Have you heard anything on any news about the wide receiver coach or the tight end coach for the University of Florida? Um, I think uh, Dallas Baker's name to watch initially. Um, Step from South Carolina was named to watch. Um, and I'm not sure with tight ends. Um, I think you probably reach back out to Ty Darlington, though, who was on staff mm. as an analyst and went to University of Incarnate Word to be an on-field coach. Um, he's a former tight end himself, played at Oklahoma. Can he coach special teams? What's his resume like? Uh, I don't think he was involved. Uh, th listen, that's that's good on the resume. He was not involved in any of the special teams last year. Hmm. All right. All righty. Well, Silk, Nick, I will see you guys on Friday. We will have more details about what we do before the game on Friday announced this week as well. Uh, no burnt steaks. No burnt steaks at Embers. That's, that's, <laughs> that is one thing that we will never have <laughs> on this. dare you on this program uh let's see nick you have the song of the week so why you think about that so nick did you guys hear the new will wayne song yeah no. he's going crazy he's going he crazy. crazy we're back in his bag nick. Well, well nick left the group chat so like that's why he didn't oh, hear yeah. it. dan dan put the song in the group chat that's how i the heard group it chat? Did that leave? yeah the roll, roll up, up group chat. chat yeah that was i mean that was uh, <laughs> that was an aggressive group chat <laughs> Like 90, 90 plus messages a day. I'm like, you know what? I'm good. Yeah, man, it's fun, man. Get the people going. Uh, Nick, oh. song of the week, my friend. We're going to go Tupac Thugs Mansion. Oh, nice. Mm. Man. I love nice. the hook. Poetic, I would say. Well, gentlemen, we will see you on Friday. Should the Gators announce... Any new coaches this week, we may do another pop-up show. We appreciate you for listening last week. But again, it will be announced this week. I don't know what's taking Florida so long, but like he's he's in Gainesville. He's here. Austin Armstrong? Austin, yeah. Yeah. I'm saying Anthony because I'm looking at Thug's, uh, Thug's Mansion. Well, perfect. Well, gentlemen, we will see you at the same corner and same time next week. Already. No burnt steaks, man. Shit, tired of getting shot at. Tired of getting chased by the police and arrested. Niggas need a spot where we can kick it. A spot where we belong that's just for us. Niggas ain't got to get all dressed up and be Hollywood. You know what I mean? Where do niggas go when we die? Ain't no heaven for a thug, nigga. That's why we go to Thug Mansion. That's the only place where thugs get in free and you got to be G. At Thug Mansion. A place to spend my quiet nights Time to unwind So much pressure in this life of mine I cried times I once contemplated suicide And would have tried But when I held that now All I could see was my mama's eyes No one knows my struggle They only see the trouble Not knowing it's hard to carry on When no one loves you Picture me inside the misery of poverty No man alive has ever witnessed struggles I survived Praying hard for better days Promise to hold on Me and my dogs ain't have a choice But to roll on We found a finally spot to kick it where we could drink liquor and know a bickers over trick shit A spot where we can smoke in peace And even though we G's, we still visualize places That we can roll in peace And in my mind's eye, I see this place The players going past, I got a spot for us all So we can ball at the
Save me a place and hey, go, man. Hey, 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 hey